listening to Mind Body Stuff. I'm Kaylee. I'm Bernice. <laughs> Welcome back. We've taken, well, we took a little bit of a break. We did a holiday break. A little holiday break. Um, we haven't, we were just saying we haven't sat down to record a podcast since um, before Christmas. Before Christmas. Right? Almost like a month. Maybe or was it? Or, or maybe it was right after Christmas, right before you went to Hawaii. Oh, maybe it was. Mm. But it was, didn't we do it in the office that day? Oh, I guess we did. That's right. Did we? I don't know. I think it was December 27th. I think it was too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's been a while though. We're happy to be back. We are happy to be back. We were like, wow, what's this microphone thing? Hello? <laughs> <laughs> Hello? Are you working? <laughs> are you out there? Are you out there? Can anybody hear me? <laughs> um, so. So what are we talking about today? So, now that we're in January. Now that we're officially in January. I know last week's podcast was about the new year, but we actually weren't in the new year yet when we recorded it. No, we were just anticipating, anticipating the new it. Year. So now we're actually fully in it, fully living it, and we have um been talking about um this topic that is kind of a, t- a tongue twister. So we're gonna talk about how our perception Perspective influences our perspective. Our perception. Oops. See? Okay, let me try that again. How our perspective influences our perception. Perception. (laughs) How our perspective influences our perspective. And now enjoy for the next 30 minutes as we chat about... Nothing. (laughs) Basically nothing. The same thing. (laughs) How our perspective influences our perception how my body influences my body how my mind influences my, my mind. mind fascinating <laughs> stuff you guys really really revolutionary glad you're listening for that enjoy <laughs> <laughs> and there's some chickadees in my bush as well <laughs> trust us it's getting worth your time it's good stuff so now how our okay, perspective so- how our perspective influences. influences our perception. So basically what we're saying is our perspective. Uh-oh. She our just perspective. had a baby no. is the problem. Okay. Our perspective. perspective. We could say our vantage point. Where we're standing, not only physically, but where we're at emotionally, where we're at with um, with our life and the things that are happening in, in our life currently or long-term or whatever it may be, those those different things are going to have a big influence and are really going to affect our perception of reality, our perception of truth. So I've been experiencing um, a lot of different opportunities to learn about this in my personal life, and it's just been fascinating to me about um, this idea that realities can be vastly different, Mm -hmm. even with people that we're we're sharing an experience with, because of our 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 perspective. Right, because it's influencing our perception. Exactly. And so you and I you're bragging now. Just look how good that comes out of your mouth. (laughs) I did my diction practice before (laughs) class. Um, but how different we could both go through the same event. Yep, the same experience. But you and I could have perceive it very differently. Right. 
Exactly. And so, that's and that's so important to talk about because we've been experiencing this. Uh-huh. Well, we we all do all the time. We obviously. all do all the all the time, constantly. But for us, it's been sort of rising its head. We've been have forced to sort of look at it more in depth in the last few weeks or so, or last few months. Mm-hmm. And um, it's so interesting when you start thinking about your perception is your perception. It perhaps is not the truth. Per well, se. most often it's it, it's. Well, I mean, it can be our truth. Your personal truth. It can be your personal truth. But another piece to this that I, I also want to add is that we have a choice about what our truth is. When we are aware that aware of the fact that it is our truth is based on a lot of conditioning, a lot of... Um, of our past history, mm-hmm. and we also have the power to break that cycle. Yes. For example, bad things always happen to me. Bad things always happen to me. Bad things always happen to me. When something bad happens to you, you're going to be like, yep, see, bad things always happen to me. And so the more that we reinforce that, because we're, we're sitting in this deep, dark corner of bad things always happen to me, so we're going to be looking at situations always from this place, this perspective of a dark corner and I'm a person that bad things just always happen to. So when bad things continue to happen or when, when situations continue to happen, it's easy for us to then just be like, yeah, bad things always happen to me. Yeah. We just lump it in there. So it becomes our personal truth. Mm -hmm. But what I'm also very curious about Mm -hmm. is our personal power then to change that truth. Because if you think about it, like, Truth is subjective. Like, what is absolute truth? Right. Exactly. We don't all share it. We no. all have our own personal truth in different situations. Right. So if that's the case, then we don't, don't we also have the power then or the ability or can we just create the awareness to know that it may take some undoing of, of this just kind of like go to that, that, that route that we always take. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to make the decision to get off of the path of bad things always happen to me and say, okay, but what can I learn from this? Or maybe there's a different way to view this situation. Or was it a bad thing? Or was it actually you know, a bad thing? Sometimes it wasn't a bad, you know what I mean? You just, we just lumped it in the bad thing category. Yeah. Because maybe there was a hint of something negative in it. Mm-hmm. But then we just threw it all right into the bad thing totally. category. Totally. When I think really, that's such a good point. You know, five other people might have viewed it as that was a great opportunity. That was not, yeah. Whatever. And, but we, because you, because, and again, I'll go, we'll go back to the glasses uh-huh. because we've got the glasses on and I picked them up and I put them on and there are things, bad things always happen to me. Yes. And then an event happens and you're looking at it with your glasses on Yep. and you're like, yep, sure enough, there it was. Yes. And as we've talked about before, and as we learned in some of our workshops that we did last year was that you can always prove that you're right. Yes, and I love this point, B, and you've made this to me many times. And you can, yes, you can always, always prove the point that you're trying to make either to yourself to, or to other people. So if you're trying to prove the point to yourself, like bad things always happen bad, to me, let's just stay with this, this example bad things always happen to me, then you can always find any situation to validate that. Yes. Oh, exactly. It can validate your point and then it, yes, then your personal truth becomes stronger and stronger and more and more reinforced. But I think then it's time for us to look at what are our personal truths because they, in most cases, are not, are not universal truths. They are not 
they are not a truth that is shared by everyone. So if they're not universal truths, then we also have the ability or the opportunity to change them. Yes, exactly. Which I think is so empowering. And mm -hmm. I think that's such a cool thing. And so it's really been um, interesting for me to look at some of these personal truths of mine and try to A, figure out where they're coming from and B, uh, I'm not there yet, but spin them so that they're not just a, a reaffirmation of the negative story I'm telling myself. Yes. And, and you have to, and you have to stay curious as we always say. Right. Um, and I, I'm guilty of not staying curious many times. You know, this happened to me recently where something was, um, a friend of mine, let's say someone was I was close to, they weren't really hanging out with me over the holidays. Uh -huh. And I was like, well, it's because they don't like me. Yeah. Because, of course, those are my glasses. That's mm -hmm. my truth. That's one of my realities. Mm -hmm. I'm unlikable. And I'm like, well, that makes sense. I'm making, making myself more and more depressed. Of course, they don't want to hang out with me. They don't like me. Um, yeah. And then I ended up talking to them, not about this subject that they weren't hanging out with me, but they just happened to mention, as an aside, that they had been feeling depressed uh -huh. the last month or so. Uh -huh. And suddenly it hit me. Oh. They, it had nothing to do with me, right? That they weren't hanging out with me, right? They were having a hard time over mm -hmm. the holidays mm -hmm. and it, it wasn't me at all. Yeah. They still liked me, but how funny that I immediately, I, all that information was getting filtered into that they don't like me. Exactly. And I want and then I proved it. I continued to prove it to myself over and over again. Well, they didn't call. I asked them for dinner. They turned me down. Yeah. I asked them to a movie. They turned me down. Of course they did. They don't, they don't like, like you. Because you're unlikable. I'm unlikable. And worse than that, you're unlovable. I'm unlovable on top of it. <laughs> so it was a great lesson again to like, oh, gee, B, you have to stay curious and you have to be aware of how you're perceiving things. Mm -hmm. I want to read a little, um, a little excerpt from one of my... Um, one of my favorite children's stories. Um, what is the name of this story? The Farmers. No, the name of the book is, oh, um, Zen Shorts. Mm. It's not the real name. Anyways, anyway. I'll, 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 I'll write it down for you guys on the website where we post all of our As discussions. But anyways, there's a little story within this book, and it's called The Farmer's Luck. It says, there once was an old farmer who had worked his crops for many years. One day, his horse ran away. Upon hearing the news, his neighbor came to visit. Such bad luck, they said sympathetically. Maybe, the farmer replied. The next morning, the horse returned, bringing with it two other wild horses. Such good luck, the neighbors exclaimed. Maybe, replied the farmer. The following day, his son tried to ride one of the untamed horses, was thrown off, and broke his leg. Again, the neighbors came to offer their sympathy on his misfortune. Such bad luck, they said. Maybe, answered the farmer. The day after that, military officials came to the village to draft young men into the army to fight in a war. Seeing that the son's leg was broken, they passed him by. Such good luck, cried the neighbors. Maybe, said the farmer. And I love this because it just, it, it shows that there is a bigger story happening than just your vantage point of the story. So yeah, a, a broken leg, what, what bad luck. But then he got passed over for the draft. Mm -hmm. What good luck? Maybe, maybe, maybe. I love his answer, maybe. I love the answer, maybe. Because I think maybe that's the coolest is, answer. It leaves the door open, doesn't it, to interpretation? Yes. Yeah. Because, you know, I do the same thing where I'm like, oh, you broke your leg or, you know, whatever. That's terrible. 
Like, right. or you didn't come to dinner because you don't like me. Like we jump right into those conclusions instead of just going like, hmm, instead of like almost saying that to myself and then saying, well, maybe. Right. But maybe not. Well, and I think what that shows is we place a judgment on it. Mm-hmm. And it's the judgment, judgment that then kind of traps it into something that then we create a truth based upon that. Yes, because obviously something happens in reality. There, There is a fact. There's, a, there's something say that happens. Yes. someone didn't, I asked someone to dinner and they did not, they said they did not want to go. That's a fact. Yes. Someone, I asked someone, they said no. Mm-hmm. Now, my interpretation, my perception of that is open mm-hmm. to how I want to mm-hmm. exactly. work with that. Exactly. And I could immediately say to myself, well, if I say, well, that's because they don't like you, I could say, oh, but maybe, or uh-huh. maybe they've got other stuff going on. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I think <laughs> that ties really, um, like, really well into this quote that I was, that I was reading that, um, how do you say his name? He's a philosopher. Nietzsche. Nietzsche. Friedrich Nietzsche. Friedrich Nietzsche. I think he's German. I think he is. He says, all things are subject to interpretation. Whichever interpretation prevails at a given time is a function of power and not truth. So what that means to me is what you did is it's uh, all things are subject to interpretation. So, okay, yes, this person declines your invitation to dinner. You interpreted that. As this person doesn't like me. Mm-hmm. So yes, what you did is you, th- that, so your interpretation is a function of power, not a truth. So you have just given power. Reinforced. You've reinforced this idea. You've given even more power. You've given more fuel to, to the fire of this is about you. This person doesn't like you yes. because you're unlikable. So what you did is you gave power to the interpretation. Yes. So can't we then... Give power to a different interpretation. I mean, so so what I'm curious about is instead of just wallowing in, and I'm talking about personally right now, I've had a lot of situations lately that have made me feel really bad about myself as an employer. Mm-hmm. And so like, okay, so let's just take, for example, let's say that everything is going wonderfully, beautifully smooth, everything, everyone is just happy, things are, we're just skipping around in rose petals, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. Then let's say I have a situation that comes up and it's like, oh, shoot, like, I'm sorry that you feel this way. I'm sorry that this situation is happening, whatever. It's not going to rock me as powerfully as let's say I have situation after situation after situation happening that make me feel like, oh gosh, I'm not very good at this. Right. So the more situations mm-hmm. that happen, the more they reinforce. And I can just feel myself backing into this like deep, dark corner of, wow, I really suck at this. Mm-hmm. So then when any situation, the suck at this, glasses. the suck at this, yeah, I've got, or yeah. And I just like see myself like backing into this like corner of like, yeah, I'm, That's I'm, my reality. I'm bad at this. Yes. And so when anything comes up that normally wouldn't wouldn't affect me as much as it is right now, this repetitive, like this repetitive pattern, pattern yes. it starts to happen. This and repetitive then repetitive pattern of interpretation. Of interpretation that then reinforces my belief system that mm-hmm. I am bad at this, Your I perception. shouldn't be doing it. Yes, exactly. It's right. my so my 
perspective. I'm in this deep, my perspective is coming from this deep, dark hole of I suck at this. So then when this happens, I'm perceiving this as, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm bad at this. Yes, I suck you're at this. proving to and yourself. And I'm proving to myself yes. that I'm bad at this. And we've talked about this before about how we, we go to the familiar. Absolutely. And Which this is, has become familiar. It is very, yes, it's very familiar. So I'm like, oh yeah, Patterns there you go again. become familiar even when we don't even, when we don't like the pattern, mm-hmm. but we're like, that's a familiar pattern. Yeah, exactly. You know, I suck at this. That's a familiar pattern. Yeah. And the more you say that to yourself, and I do believe that, that words have power oh my to gosh, them. gosh, huge. Words, ha- words have so much power behind them. So when I say over and over to myself, wow, I must really suck at this because this and this and this happened. Yeah. Or this person said this and this happened and blah, 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 blah. Then it's a reinforcing. So then I am giving power to the belief system that I suck at this. Yes. And it's reinforcing. So from where I'm standing, that is creating my reality. My perspective is 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 creating my perception. I'm standing in a in a place of I suck at this. So then I'm going to see it. I'm going to perceive it. I'm going to believe it as truth, as right. my truth, even though it may not actually be the truth. No, it's just my perspective. Yes. Your perspective oh, that was is you hard. suck at this. Yeah, that was hard, yes. And then you perceive everything as that you do suck at it. Exactly. Yes. So it's very interesting. And I encourage you guys to think about maybe some of the negative thoughts about yourself or about situations or even maybe some, some like, anywhere you're feeling conflict. So I'm going to give another example. Like, let's say you have a really close friend and you feel like maybe you did something to piss her off and she's mad at you. So what are you going to do? Like maybe you'll flat out ask her and maybe she'll say, no, no, everything's fine. But are you probably going to read into like the way that she texts back or, oh, there aren't very many like exclamation marks or emojis (laughs) or she didn't like that picture of mine on Facebook or she didn't comment or, you know, all these things you, you may then start searching, searching, searching for, for ways to validate that this person is mad at you or this person doesn't like you anymore. Yes. And maybe that person's just busy, or maybe that person it loves you still so much they're just so casual that they don't feel the need to like every comment or mm-hmm. like every picture That's of yours not on Facebook. That's their way or, of being in the world. Or perhaps. yeah, or they're just like not like, oh my gosh, she might think that I'm mad at her, so I need to go out of my way to show her that yeah. I'm not. Because they have a different reality anyway. They're like, why would I be mad at you? Right, exactly. So why would I need to even be showing you that like I'm yeah. not mad at you. We're, yeah. we're fine. They'd be totally, it's almost like the five love, love languages. Yeah, you know, sure. People end up miscommunicating. Yeah, totally miscommunicating. You know, it's like, well, I did all those acts of service. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but I just wanted quality time. Totally. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And, but the two people are trying to communicate that they love each other, mm-hmm. but they're just doing it in different ways. Yeah, absolutely. That's the, again, the beauty of staying curious and staying open and keeping that space mm-hmm. between um, something happening and your interpretation of what happened. Oh yeah, I'm 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 full of quotes today. So here, here's another quote. This that, is a good one. This is from one of my most favorite books, which we've already talked about before. Uh, Man Search for Meaning. Mm-hmm. It's written Victor by Frankel, Victor Frankel. Frankel. Okay, so listen to this. He says, "Between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth." and our freedom. Mm. So there's that space there between stimulus. Okay. That is, that's, that's something that is, that is, yeah, that action is an action. Happens. An action happens. So that is the stimulus and our response 
And our response may even just be an emotional response. It may not even be an action. It just may be how we interpret. Right. It could, or and, how and we, any of that. It doesn't have to be a physical action. It can no. be a mental action. It can be a physical, you know, it can be a, an emotional, a body yeah. reaction too. Exactly. And so, so between the stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. And that's what I keep going back to is we have the power, like he says, to choose our response. We have the power to rewrite the story that we keep telling ourselves. Yes. So what stories do we keep telling ourselves that are just our personal truth, not actually the truth of the other person we're in relationship with or the situation, whatever it may be. We have to understand that we're always seeing things through our own eyes, our perspective, our vantage point, and that's going to very, very, very highly affect the way that, that we feel about it. Mm -hmm. And knowing the stories that you tell yourself, you know, like yeah. I have these certain themes mm -hmm. that come up. Mm -hmm. And so I have, you know, over the holidays, I was less curious about it because I was more, because I really wanted to be in the, you know, spirit in the, no, I really wanted to be in the negative. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, wrong. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> But, you know, so I was very clear about this weird how I almost shut the door to curiosity mm -hmm. and shut the door between stimulus and response. Right. Because I immediately went like the stimulus happened and I'd be like, right, that's right. I'm unlovable. I knew that. Or, yes. yeah, it was all really filtering back to the deep uh, I'm unlovable piece, yeah. I think, for sure. For everything. Like, it was really weird. It was like, oh, no, I'm getting old and then I'll die. And I'm like, of course, everybody dies. <laughs> Like, but it was you were depressed as so right. like, and like, or like I was in Hawaii visiting my mom. I'm like, well, she's old and she's going to die. And I'm like, but instead of being like, now hold on B. So your stimulus is the thought of your mom getting old, which mm -hmm. is true. And yes, she will die. But how about being like, and how lucky I am to be spending these, these few days with her mm -hmm. and enjoying her instead of like, it was almost like I couldn't get past the, the sadness, even though she's sitting right next to me. Right. But my response was so quick. Right. I wasn't giving myself the space, nor did I want to. I kind of wanted to wallow a bit, which is fine. We get to have, we can do that too, yeah. if that's where we're at. Um, but now I've had some time back at home and just realizing how quickly I was wanting to prove mm -hmm. my, my perception. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that, that gets you in trouble sometimes because mm -hmm. it's like, okay, you want to prove you're unlovable. You are going to do it. Yeah. Very good job. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or if someone, someone might have said something like positive happened in their life, which somehow I'm involved in sure. with the person, but I immediately like, well, that's because they don't want to be around me. You know, instead mm -hmm. of being like, let me celebrate for you. Oh, sure. Like yeah. how wonderful is that for you? Right. You know, it's, it's all filtering back to the self and to that, that, that self-interpretation of negativity. Yeah. And I think, I mean, that's like so natural for the ego to always want to take over. Oh, the oh ego. this must be about me. Oh, God, that is so frustrating, It's too. so frustrating. It's like, give me a break. You know, really be, you know, it's like, really, Kaylee, like, every time, it's yeah. always, you know. Well, you know what? Maybe this actually has nothing to do with you. Yes, you are involved in this person's life, but this may have absolutely nothing to do with you. What? Choices that other people make. Maybe they're not because of you. Maybe they affect you, but maybe not. they're not because of you. Yeah, good point. You know? Right. And I think that that's something that I need to... Um, I just need to remember and I need to just be more conscious of. Yeah. And that's perspective. Totally. Or, you know, just even one more example, like I'm a bad mom. And then if you like 
if you only read one bedtime story instead of two, you're like, see, I'm a bad mom because I would rather go and watch Netflix than read one more story to you. Whatever it may be, you can always find a way to validate your thought. Yes. So change. Let's change our thoughts. Let's change our thoughts. One, because that we ha- we have the power over it. We it, do. It's going to take training. Training. And it's going to take a reprogramming. I feel like I need to write them down too. Maybe some of these recurring thoughts. You yeah. know, like yeah. And even writing down that stimulus and response. That's kind of yes. an effective thing to do. Like, okay, the stimulus is the person didn't want to go to dinner. Right. Write it down. Yeah. Bob didn't want to go to dinner. Now I have a lot of ways to respond to that. And I can put in my response that immediately happened was, of course, they don't want to go to dinner. They don't like me. Right. But I can put in a variety of other ones almost immediately so I can start looking at the different responses I could have had. That's a really great idea. Oh, Bob was busy. Right. Maybe Bob doesn't feel good. Maybe Bob's depressed. Right. Right? Or whatever. Right. Right. So then it gives me, instead of just going right to that, the one I want to prove that I'm unlovable, it gives me all that variety to choose from. Like, oh, hey, B, that's right. Well, and isn't it funny that our immediate response is always about us? Always. <laughs> always. <laughs> right? Like, oh. Oh. They yes. don't like me. Yes. It really has nothing to do with you. <laughs> I've been doing that with my big kids recently with everything. Probably just because of the holidays. But yeah. everything they yeah. do. These are grown people, by the way, folks. They range in age. 22, 25, 27. Very nice people. But they'll do something and I'll be like, yeah, that's because of me. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Good mm-hmm. to know. Terrible mom. Right. It's because I did, you know, because I had a kid when you were 10. You know, part of me was like, oh, that sure. was one of my For kids. Sure. I'm like, if I had just not had another kid at 10, when you were 10, uh, you probably You wouldn't be messed up right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we always, yeah, it's funny, but that's like, that's the ego. And the ego can be destructive too. Like sometimes we think about ego being like, oh, you know, it's it's this thing to build us up. But ego is also it can it can really pull us down negatively. Like oh to think that goodness. everything is always about us. That's a that's a product of the ego, but it's not one that makes us, you know, like feel amazing about ourselves. It's one that can really it, it can be really destructive and harmful too. And isn't there some th- quotes I don't have right now, but the quotes about the ego, like how you know, the ego can be a liar and, you know, oh, yeah. you have to be careful about the ego. Right. Um, right. Oh, yeah, it's for always sure. whispering stuff in your ear. For sure. You know. I love that. I just love that, like, stimulus and response exercise, though. Like, we should do that at one of our workshops. We should. Anytime a situation triggers you in, like, a negative way, and you know it because you can feel I Going back to the mind-body connection, like, I usually feel it. Oh, I feel somewhere. it immediately. Immediately, like, somewhere in my body. And then, so when you get that feeling or you get that response or it validates your negative pattern of, of thinking, I think that's such a good idea to be like, okay, let's actually stop and visit that space between the stimulus and right. my response. Right. So, stimulus. Here it is. Write it down. And then what my response is, what my tendency is in, in the response. And then let's look at different things. Not only I think is that important to 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 do, but I think it's also important because it has the opportunity to open up lines of communication. Yes. Yeah. And then we can be like, hey, uh, that you know, you can talk to the person that has maybe uh, created this response in you, and then how great that then this person was able to to come to you and say, yeah, I've been depressed lately. Yeah, and you're like, oh my gosh, okay, and then you can be comforting to that person. Yes, because you then have opened up the lines of communication rather than be like, oh well, fine, you don't like me, so let's just not hang out. Well, and that's why I just started to pull away. Yeah, more then you and pull more. away, and I'm sure for that again, how interesting because then it's reinforcing my reality. Oh, yeah. 
and then it's reinforcing their, their reality. Because they're like, I'm sure they're like, well, I'm lonely. I and feel depressed and lonely, and then this person that I love and care about, they've pulled away from they're me. They're distancing. So look, now I'm even yeah, more depressed and lonely. Point. I'm sure that's why they don't like me, because I'm depressed <laughs> and lonely. <laughs> so like, how yeah. weird. Yeah, exactly. Um, I put this quote on my page the other day. Which I and some people had some great responses, so I just thought we could, and it's, it's tied into what we're talking about. And it's from Warren Buffett, a quote of, uh, says it's from Warren Buffett anyway. Warren, is it from you? Hey, Warren, Warren, did you write this? <laughs> did you steal this from someone? <laughs> Warren Buffett looked very good. You will continue to suffer if you have an emotional reaction to everything that is said to you. True power is sitting back and observing things with logic. True power is restraint. If words control you, that means everyone else can control you. Breathe and allow things to pass. I love that. And um, yeah, I mean, it's the exact same thing we're talking about. It's, it's what we're space. talking about. It's, it's that you space. have that space. Yes, between the stimulus and your response. Right. And he uses, and, and I think, and some people had some responses which I really appreciate because I love the discussion of like, well, isn't that sort of stifling your? emotions which I'm like well you know you could interpret it that way because he does have this you know you have to use logic observing things with logic but I think in the zen way you might say just giving it space maybe mm -hmm. not using that sort of western term of logic of logic sure um then that, that might trigger folks but also for me I was just thinking I tend to go to the emotional response right away yeah and I have a hard time controlling that yeah <laughs> And maybe other folks don't. Maybe some people, like, maybe my dad, if he was much more logical and kind of cold or, yeah. you know, he probably would have had to work more on the emotional response. Yeah. He had a more logical response. But for me, I have to sort of, if, if something, if a stimulus happens, I'm so quick to go to the negative emotion. Yeah. And the negative feeling. Like, instant. Mm -hmm. It's almost like I'm not... Like we said, I'm not giving myself that space yeah. to slow down and yeah. go like, hold on, hold on now. Yeah. You don't have to feel bad about yourself right now. This isn't even about you. It probably isn't <laughs> even about you. And so that's why, for me, I love that quote because I do, I do need that space because I immediately want to hop into proving my negativity mm -hmm. of how I view myself. Right. Isn't it sad, though, that we hop in, like... I think we're both highly emotional people, but isn't it sad that we, it's so much easier to hop into the negative emotion because I'm so like, easy. okay, because I'm, I'm just trying to see if this could be the same thing uh, going the other direction. Positive. Like, yeah, like who out there always hops into the positive emotion? Like, who are you? <laughs> Teach me your ways. Can you, can you call us? <laughs> can you call us? Can we, we talk to you? Hotline number for ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> hotline for positivity please <laughs> um but i wonder how many people do that i wonder if it's just a human thing to be more quickly um uh attached to the negative emotion you know going back to that like served us in the past about the snake we right the snake analogy right it's like say it saved you but you i know? think honestly like I am a highly emotional person and I would never change that because I think being really emotional has allowed, I mean, I think Ula exists because, because I'm a highly emotional emotion. person yes. and I think that a lot of the, um, I, I enjoy being a highly emotional person, mm -hmm. but then I do look at someone like my husband and he's a very logical person. He's mm -hmm. not emotional really at all. Mm -hmm. I mean, not at, I'm not saying he's like, uh, you know, a 
like a dead fish and a, I, don't, well, I don't know is, a cold fish isn't there something like dead fish are you a dead fish or a cold fish isn't there a, a there is some term or like something what's it called floppy fish uh, well, I don't know what it is I don't know I think that's something else <laughs> <laughs> but anyways he's not quick to react emotionally to situations and in the long run I think he maybe is a happier person than me because of that Yes, I, I, that's why for me, I want to control, I don't want to, I mean, I do, I want to have a little bit of handle on them. I need to, yeah, on your emotions. On my emotions. Me too. That's, I think that's my point. Is um, we have that space, that space is the gift. That space between the stimulus and the response is a gift, and I need to, oh, and actually someone just told me, um, uh, she said, okay, uh, we need, before we respond to each other, we need to... Uh, listen, we need to take a deep breath and count to 10 and then respond. That's a very, I love that. I know. I love that too. And I'm like, oh yeah, because it's, we, we're just skipping over that space and immediately going to that response. And oftentimes our response, our response is pre-programmed. And it's only from our perspective. And it's only our we're perspective. We're not then actually being curious about the other person's perspective. Right. And that will help us in how we respond, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. versus my perspective versus your perspective. Right. You know, if we're in a discussion. Right. And you're like, you're losing your temper, you right. know, or whatever. And then you're like, oh, you haven't eaten, you know, versus like, you're a bitch or, you know what yeah. I mean? It's more like being curious about, oh, this is what, the, this is why we're having this happening now. Yes. Exactly. Um, where it, let's say I'm losing my temper and you don't know me that well. And you would be like. God, she's very reactionary or yeah. kind of negative. Or, wow, I must have really pissed her off. Oh, yeah, right. She might, right, because everyone, you know that you didn't. Like, yeah. even my kids know now, like, oh, you know. It's really nothing that you did. Nothing. Well, and it's like the kid thing, like, I swear, uh, for me personally, I know this isn't the truth for everyone, but I swear becoming a mom has made me really see where I need to do my personal work. Oh my. Like I have never had a whole, a harder time like getting in touch with my inner peace than when I've had three children screaming at the same time. Oh yeah. Like I may be like, yes, I, you know, I can, I can navigate the whatever, but uh, you, you have all my kids screaming at one time and I lose my shit. Oh no. I thought, you I know, can't handle it. Before I had kids, I was like, you know, I'm a, I'm a happy-go-lucky kind of gal. Yeah, right. You know, real easy. Everyone, everyone used to say, you're so... I'm going to be a fun mom. I always thought, I'm going to be such a and fun mom. And everyone was mom. like, you're so easygoing. And I kind of believed it. Like, I'm yeah. so easygoing. Totally. And then I had my kids. And you know what? I'm not easygoing at all. No, me neither. And I am not easygoing. Difficult realizations and I've I, about myself. Yeah. And I, so, sometimes I get depressed, of course, because then I put my filter on. You know, yeah. like, well, yeah, you're not because you're a loser mom, you know. Right. But it's But then, isn't it helpful, though? To have these things, some of us don't have kids, we have things happen in our lives that you realize, like, I actually am, I'm not how I thought I was. Or I'm not how I want to be. Or I'm not how I want to be. Maybe I want to be more easygoing. And this goes back to exactly what we've been talking about, is you then have the power to change. Because if you say, like, if you want to be more easygoing, but you keep going back to, oh, see, like, uh, I suck at this, I suck at this, I'm not easygoing, well then... You can actually change your behavior and your thoughts. Yes, even about like the tidiness of the house or 
Totally. You know, like the house isn't tidy. And then suddenly for me, it's like, you know, I become so obsessed and angry about it. And then it reinforces that you're not easygoing. Right. You know, easygoing people, this doesn't bother them. (laughs) Exactly. But then, but then part of me is like, well, then let go. Then let go. Of not having the perfect drawer. Exactly. Then let it go. Or you you want to be easygoing. Then put in the work to become easygoing. Yes, exactly. Right. Then change. Make the decision then. Then don't just wallow in the fact you're not easygoing. And then beat yourself up about it. And then beat yourself up about it. And then become a monster to be around because you're like, see, I'm not easygoing. (laughs) See? Everyone, be quiet. (laughs) Which is sometimes what I can do. Yes. Right. I can do that. I can be like, I... Okay, so I can too. Like those moments where you're like, I can let go of this. I'm really scared. I've ne- this is a very embarrassing thing to say because I know that there's a lot of parents out there who have to who are just you know, single just parents or single parents or whatever. Luxury. I still so Frankie's almost five weeks old. I still have never done bedtime for all three kids by myself, and I'm terrified. But the more that I'm scared of trying to do it by myself, the bigger of a monster it becomes. Because I've told myself I don't think I can do bedtime for three kids by myself. I don't think I can do bedtime for three kids by myself. So now it's be, it's this it's this like monster that I'm like I don't think I can do bedtime for three kids by myself. Yes, and you're now you've created now I've created this truth that mm-hmm. I don't think I can do bedtime for three kids, mm-hmm. and I'm terrified. You believe it. So now I'm almost like okay, Rob, you go downstairs and you make me figure out how to do that. Like don't help me because mm-hmm. I just I don't want that to be my truth. I obviously have to figure out how to put my children to bed by myself. Well, I just wait till Rob's gone. Well, maybe. But but it. see, it just becomes a bigger, it becomes this truth that then it's like, I don't like it. It's not like a truth that I like. That truth doesn't feel good to me. Right. It's not like we always create these truths that are like. But you're reinforcing it. But I reinforce it every single night when there's like some of them crying and I'm like, I'm just going to stay in bed and, and feed Frankie. You go put the big girls to bed. Right. I just reinforce this idea that I don't think I can do it. But that's what we did with our three when we had the three. We did? Uh-huh. I just made dad do it until suddenly he was gone for something. Poor Rob. I've made him like quit all of his things that make him travel. <laughs> I made Mike do that when I had when the like, kids no, were young. No, you don't get to go there yeah. ever again until our children can wipe their no. own butts. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, you don't get to do any of that stuff. He was like, well, I have a board meeting. But then and it's I'm not like, fair because we so. travel all the time for work. Oh, that's right. You're loving. But I always take the baby. You always take the baby until the baby until, until the, the baby's, baby's old like enough. two or something. No, we leave him at home way before that. Well, maybe at one. Ten months. Ten months. Ten months is the earliest. He was at ten months. That's how you said. Ten months. Ten months. That's when I leave my baby. Ten months. We're gonna ten leave. Months. We're gonna leave Frankie at home when we go to Tulum in October. Oh, she'll that's ten a months. big. Um, she'll be ten months. You'll be um ten months shutting off your breast. I'll at be that shutting time. off the leche. Shutting off the faucet. The leche is gone. <laughs> no more. <laughs> no more leche. <laughs> um. Anyway, I love wow, this. Derailed. I love this. Sorry about that. I love this talk, though. You know, I hope I love you this guys too. think about this and write in about it too if you have time you'll comment or because I just I just find this fascinating I find it fascinating too and And it gets me in so much trouble oh it gets me in so much trouble and it makes me unhappy in ways that I don't need to be unhappy and also I end up interacting with people in a way I don't I probably shouldn't because I'm interacting from my perspective Mm -hmm. and not not being curious about theirs Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So then it's, it just, it's just a, it's a, it's not a good way to communicate either. I don't think. Right. In the long run. Right. And I just, I love the idea of 
turning this into a journal activity. Yes. Like, I love that. Yep. And we'll probably do... Maybe even do, like, a workshop. Yeah, we'll do a little workshop. That has something involved mm-hmm. in this. I love that. And also, I think we need to just all realize that, no, we're not perfect. And yes, we have these tendencies. But we don't have to be a slave to them. We don't have to give them our power. We don't have to make that truth... Um, this this thing that that really it it's not our truths can change because ultimately they're not absolute no they're not set in stone and they're only our own truths yeah they're, they're only, not it's, they're, it's, it's not a universal truth it's not one plus one equals two it's not I am a bad mom it's not I am a bad friend I'm a bad boss that those things are not the true the way that one plus one is two yes this is just from your perspective and yes. your perspective can change but I think that we have to put the work in to change it yes being curious about it and being curious about your reaction mm-hmm. and then saying you know what I'm just going to keep feeling this way or to say I'm going to explore this further both in myself and maybe in relationship with this person and, and maybe we use the word maybe and maybe we use the word maybe <laughs> That, I love that story. Isn't that cool? Instead Maybe. of being like, well, Bob didn't want to go to dinner with me because he doesn't like me. Maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a great way to end that in your own brain. You're like, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Try that. Yeah, I love anytime that. Anytime your truth comes up or anytime you, you feel that response, just, just say, maybe. My son didn't call me because he doesn't love me. Maybe. Maybe there's something hmm. else going on. That kind of, for me, the door opens a little bit. I'm like, hmm, that's true. Maybe. Yeah. Think about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, thanks, thanks everybody. for listening. Perspective, perception. Your perspective changes your perception. perception. Yes. Yoo-hoo. Got it. All right. All right. Bye, you guys. Bye.